Hello and welcome to the Supernatural Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And sorry about the um, lack of podcast last week. It was just that um, I was meant to be in charge of re-releasing an old episode and I failed dramatically and Dan was on holiday, so you couldn't help us. So it's all my fault, really. I'm just—I'm not allowed to go away these days. It's just—I just have to keep my nose to the grindstone. <laughs> you should know that, Dan. That I failed miserably with the technology, but we're back this week, and we are talking about sugar because is it as bad as what people make out? And uh, we're going to be talking about—is it bad? Is it good? Is there any good things about sugar? And um, how much sugar is in things? And what it can do to yourself, to your body. So it's pretty interesting, isn't it? I'll tell you what, though, Dan, it's actually quite scary. Yeah, I was going to say, spoiler alert, it's actually pretty scary. There is a lot of hidden sugar in stuff, and it can be pretty disastrous for our health, can't it? It's really scary. And, you know, like I was reading a report the other day in the Times saying by 2030, we are set to be the, the most overweight population in Europe. And some people were going on their holidays and like you used to be able to tell the Americans by the size of them. It says like the Brits are now pretty much of a similar size. And usually what happens in America happens here like a couple of years later, doesn't it? And sugar has to be one of the things that causes that. There, there is no denying it. It's everywhere. It's really hard to escape from sugar. Yeah, that's one of the things. It's There's so many hidden sugars and added sugars that if you don't read the labels and you don't do a bit of research on what you're putting into your body the amounts can just add up so quickly can't they mm. and it's it can be a little bit of a minefield as well because it doesn't just say sugar on a on a food packaging it's got so many different names there's like there's there's definitely over 50 different names it might even be into the hundreds now like sucrose um lactose dextrose fructose and there's maltose (laughs) and then then there's combinations anything that ends in ose is a sugar um so and unless you read every every label and you and then you work out the percentages it can just get it can just the the figures just add up so quick and the recommended daily intake is actually quite low and Mm. you i think some people will be shocked at how much added sugar they have and and then like we, we said at at the start the consequences on your health they're just horrendous if you do this over a lifetime and sadly most people do overconsume sugar for the whole life because it's targeted at children which is shocking really um we get kids to eat chocolate and sweets we treat kids with sweets from a young age and it's just terrible it rots the teeth and it puts them on this addiction to sugar for the rest of the life which is really really difficult to to break that cycle yeah yeah and what sugar, like you say, is it's just everywhere. It's really hard to avoid it. And if you are like, like, it's not even like reading the labels and stuff. It's just everywhere. It's omnipresent. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty bad for you. So let's have a look at some. So we do a few stats to start. The guidelines for a healthy adult who was eating on average about 2000 calories a day, which is about the recommended average for the average side per, size person. Uh, should be eaten in the UK. In in the US, it's slightly higher. In the UK, it says 30 grams of... That's added. Added sugar. Added sugar, yeah. Which is which is equivalent of about seven cubes. In the USA, it's 50 grams. So they give you a bit extra, but we don't want to go there. We'll stay with the UK. 75% of people eat more than what is necessary. 
because essentially our body doesn't need it does it doesn't need to have that extra sugar so if you keep in mind as we're talking 30 grams seven seven cubes of sugar that we need extra in our diet it's even strange because when you say 30 grams it doesn't sound a lot but when you say seven cubes of sugar if someone told you told you to eat seven cubes of sugar people will be disgusted i would imagine because it, it, it looks like a lot but then when it's when it's disguised in things like coke and stuff and you can't see it it's almost normalized it's out of sight out of mind yeah how many in a can of coke so there's 39 grams in one can of coke so, so. The, the guideline is 30 grams and in one can of coke there's already 39 so you're already nine over the limit <laughs> just of one that can is of coke. unreal isn't it <laughs> yeah and some people have will have like one or two liters of coke a day, not just one can. Yeah, like my client had four liters a day, four liters of coke a day. Man, that is just mind blowing to me. That. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had any any teeth left. I don't know. It's just like unreal. Like you yeah. say, one can of coke you over your recommended daily allowance. Yeah, but just off your you said like your client was having. What for? Uh, you said two big bottles of coke a day. So four so liters a day. I mean, that's actually yeah. quite impressive to to drink that. But it goes to show how addictive sugar is. It's been some scientists have done studies on rats and things, and have found out that sugar is actually level or not more addictive than cocaine. That's yeah. how powerful it is. We should have seen it when she came off it. So I was running a um, seven day challenge thing. This was ages ago because I always put it now in my. In my challenge, I think it was the first one I was ever doing, and she was one of my one-to-one clients. And I was like, right, yeah, just come off the sugar, quit the sugar, not realizing how much she actually drank a day. So she stopped, just went cold turkey and stopped drinking um the coke. And she came in honestly got a couple of days afterwards. And like I was saying, yeah, you'll feel a bit bad for a couple of days and then it'll pass, you know. Like people normally feel a bit headachey, don't they? You know, like when you first start doing that kind of stuff. But honestly, she came in, she was like grey. She had no energy. She practically crawled through the door. Her skin looked like she'd got loads of spots on it. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happened to you? And she's like, because I've quit the, quit the coke. And I was like, how much coke were you drinking? She's like, well, two of those big bottles a day. And I was like, well, how much are you drinking now? She's like, oh, I've just cut it out. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And she, it took her a good two weeks to even start to feel like herself again. I mean, fair dues on her. She never started again. And five years later, she's still not drinking it. But I was talking to one of the GP, well, I've got a couple of GPs who comes to my class, come to my class and they were saying like, yeah, it's as bad as coming off heroin, coming off like sugar, that much sugar. And yeah. honestly, it knocked her for six. It really, really did. And I was so shocked at her appearance, but She's still not on sugar, so that's a good thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, that's very, very hard to do, I imagine. Like you say, it's ingrained in society. And, um, yeah, fair play to her. But I imagine some people, they might not have two litres or four litres of coke a day, but they'll never experience those withdrawal symptoms because they never actually come off sugar in their entire life. They stay on sugar to yeah, some degree yeah. the whole life. It's... Like added sugar, like crisps or chocolate or, you know, fizzy pop, things like that. They'll never experience the withdrawals because every day they have the fix to yeah. some degree yeah. it's it's scary and people think they eat a healthy diet so let me just tell you how much sugar is in a low fat yogurt so a single cup like 250 gram cup of um low fat yogurt so it's not like a massive amount 11 
teaspoons, 45 grams of sugar. 45 grams. If someone, <laughs> like I said, again, I try and like picture it in my head of someone lined up 11 actual teaspoons of sugar and taught you to eat that. Yeah. You just, you wouldn't do it. You, you, you wouldn't. Just, you wouldn't do it. So you could have one little serving of low fat yogurt and that is one and a half of your servings over. Like, yeah, you're already over way your, over your limit. You're yeah. already 50% over your limit of sugar. And that was, you said that was a low fat yogurt? Low fat yogurt, yeah. If you yeah. get a high fat yogurt, you're all right. So, so we, yeah. we were saying as well before we came on air, imagine like I work in, the, in a gym and people come in and they'll bring like a bottle of LucasAid Sport. Yep. And and I think have you got the, the figures there for I've how much? I've got this. Yeah. Yeah. So a standard bottle of sports drink, so like a five hundred ninety ml one, is nine teaspoons of sugar. So there's nine teaspoons of sugar, and what was in the the yogurt? Eleven. So there's twenty 11. teaspoons. So twenty teaspoons in a yeah. yogurt and a sports drink. Yeah. So the amount of calories and added sugar in those two things. Okay. Imagine if you go to the gym and you take a bottle of Lucozid and you drink that during your workout. And you go home for your post-workout snack and you have one of those yogurts. It just makes the workout pretty much irrelevant in terms <laughs> of weight loss. If that's what, if that's what, you, if that's what your goal is, you're not going to lose any weight because you've put all that added sugar into your body and you've stressed your body during the workout and then you've stressed your digestive system <laughs> trying, to, trying to digest all that, uh, that excess sugar. So it's, it's, literally, de- like- it's literally detrimental. Two tablespoons of a barbecue sauce or tablespoons, like big spoons. Like yeah. you say you were going to marinate a chicken and stick it on the barbecue, yeah. which is which is something that you would do. Mm. How much, how many sugars do you reckon in that? How much? Uh, approaching double figures again. 28 grams. 28? 28 Jeez, grams and two tablespoons of barbecue sauce. Then oh. for ketchup. Um, I so can't. That- for, quick story i used to when i was younger i was obsessed with ketchup i used to put it on everything and somehow or another i managed to just stop eating it and then now i, I can't eat it it's disgusting i think i find it so sweet i yeah. just i cannot have it on anything but i yeah, used I to be obsessed with it, it was it, no. looking back it was just the sugar it's one of the main ingredients sugar. of ketchup isn't it that's probably mm-hmm. what it was so 28 grams of sugar in two tablespoons of like a like a sauce like that yeah god no That's like kid, your daily no wonder, recommended. Yeah, no wonder kids put it on everything. Yeah, yeah, because you would have like a big spoon of it if you think you're squirting it out. It'd be a pretty big spoon, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Some people have ketchup on everything as well, don't they? Like you say, it's just the sugar. Mm. It's just like, I mean, a protein bar. So this would be your typical gym goer would take a protein bar and a Lucozade. So your average 20 gram protein bar sorry the average protein bar contains 20 grams of sugar so that's the same as any chocolate bar so they think they're taking a protein bar because it's healthy but actually they might as well just take a mars bar because it's not healthy yeah no but the mars bar probably tastes nicer (laughs) to be honest as well no i'd rather have the mars bar than that so yeah so you're looking at what's 20 grams of sugar worth 30 grams is seven teaspoons um what five five teaspoons in a protein bar nine teaspoons in a in a drink you're looking at like 14 15 teaspoons in a lucasade and a a protein bar add your low fat yogurt on there's 11 you can see how it all adds up you can just see how it adds up it's just unreal and it's not like these are big things like this would be like your snacks isn't it it's your Mm. in-between stuff that but you can see how 
we've been marketed to that these things are healthy. You yeah. know, Lucasaid sport, like sp- like these fit, healthy sports people advertise them. And then you, we've been told that fat free is healthy because we've, the, the word fat has been associated with body fat. With being and then, fat, yeah. And then, and then protein bar, oh, I know protein builds muscle. Uh, that's, I'm obviously, if I eat this bar, I'm going to build, build muscle. So realistically, if you just look at the marketing, you're doing everything right. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah. They're, just, they're just trying to take money off you. Okay, it's all a big about, scam. It's just like, it's unreal. If you think about it, like I've been to, like my mum, let's say, my mum was always on bloody Weight Watchers or something, but she would eat, like that is the kinds of things she would eat, like mm. low-fat stuff, Um you know, and I used to be like, she could never eat an avocado, for example. We never had avocados in the house because they were high fat. <laughs> so it was always like a meringue, you know, meringues, because they've, they've not got very many calories, not no fat. That was it. Got no yeah. fat in. But they're really high in calories, like breakfast cereal. So your average serving, like 12, like a, just an average serving of a breakfast cereal is 12 grams, three teaspoons. So you're having a breakfast here, you probably put your low fat yogurt on it. Then that's what would that be? That's 14 grams, 14 teaspoons of sugar. So you're already yeah, twice just, you're over your limit before you've even got out the house on a morning. Before you've even had any snacks or things like that. Jack of potato, 19 grams of sugar. Yeah. I mean that's more than twice a can of coke. If you're eating like heavy carbohydrates for every meal as well yeah. as added sugar in cork and biscuits and things like that, then you've got no chance. You've got um, no, it's no wonder di- diabetes is like, cause you know, it's insulin so prevalent. Yeah. Released every time that your body takes in sugar. So it's no wonder that we've got like this epidemic of diabetes, obesity and stuff, just cause this stuff is just your regular food. It's not like we're talking about stuff that you can't get hold of every day. It's like breakfast cereals, low fat yogurts. Oh, this is worse. Worst it's almost forced are, upon you yeah yeah like pre-made soups they're really bad for sugar mm. um you know like you'd have a kind of take a kind of soup to work or something you know and think you're doing all right and yeah no canned fruit is really bad cereal bars and like you say a lot of it is just hidden pasta pasta sauces as well ready-made pasta sauces they're really high in sugar oh yeah pesto things like that um mm-hmm. i think some of the highest things are things like milkshakes and these these fancy things from like Starbucks and Costa, these like van- vanilla iced latte oh God, yeah. things. It's mm. just laced with sugar, like astronomical levels, more than Coke and stuff like that. Pre-made smoothies. Let's have a think about that. What would you think of oh, average? Low, it's going to be loads. I don't know. It'll be into the well into the double figures. 13 cubes. 13 cubes of sugar. <laughs> That's yeah. twice. And they, pro- they probably call it like a, a strawberry and banana smoothie. So you think you're having a healthy choice. You're having a healthy thing. Yeah. yeah. So you could like your average day, let's say average day going to work, grabbing a smoothie on the way there. That's yeah. 13 grams. Having a jack of potato with some beans on. Beans are 10 grams, by the way. Yeah. So there's like, you're just having like massive amounts of sugar. Then going home and having a pasta sauce. Yeah, with, because with because pasta. you've been told pasta gives you energy for the gym. So and that would be a classic <laughs> Weight Watchers menu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just oh, it's, it's scary, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So some of the things that sugar does to you, it's really bad. For, well, obviously it causes weight gain because we're not designed to. Um, so if you don't use up energy in your body, your body either stores it in 
your fat cells as, as um, energy there waiting to be released, or it releases insulin and you use it up straight away. But the, the fact remains that you cannot use up as much of that calories that you're taking in through exercise. And I think that's the thing that people forget. They underestimate the calories and the sugar in things, but overestimate how much it takes to burn off. So is that the right way around? Yes. Yeah. It's, again, it's just that you can't out-train a bad diet. If you, if you have so all that can't. added sugar, yeah, you'd have to be running, like sprinting on a treadmill while eating all that added sugar if you want to burn it off instantly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's just see how many calories. Let's. There was a really good thing about um calories that Olympic row like rowers. Uh, that's a heck of a sport, isn't it? Mm. Rowers use. Hang on, I'm just searching it now. Keep talking, Dan. So I've got to be like a radio host. I've got to when when the interviewer goes down, I've just got to fill in. <laughs> just fill in. We're not live. I can't edit this out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they so they're racing um like flat out yeah they're pretty yeah. long a rowing race Can oh yeah yeah it's a, it's a big sport yeah but they need to take in five thousand calories a day but like you could easily take in five thousand calories if on... you just add shit sugary carbohydrates all day yeah yeah or it's you just... could get you get you could get into like the three four thousands probably yeah yeah they they can burn off like three thousand calories on a race mm. but they are going flat out. You think, like, I used to have people coming to me Zumba class, you know, and they'd be Zumba, like, just standing at the back, just flapping their arms about a bit, not really moving, and then looking at their Fitbits and stuff and going, ooh, I burnt off 700 calories. Not <laughs> a chance, no. Like, there's no way you burnt off yeah. 700 calories. Like, you might have done 200, maybe. Yeah. Like, seven to burn off 700 calories is pretty hefty workout. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a maximal effort for a long time, yeah. Yeah. But like you were saying before that the people are probably thinking, oh, well, you've, you've, yeah, we now understand sugar is in everything added sugar, but why is it so bad? Yeah. Like you said, it's the, it's the things that could, it can cause diabetes, metabolic syndrome, um, fungal infections, heart disease, cancer, tooth decay. These are all things which are pretty normal in society these days, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, Acne, the, it's bad for your heart, type two diabetes, cancer. Yeah. Diabetes is the the big one, which sugar gets linked mm. to, isn't it? And obesity. Yeah. So you mentioned ins- uh, insulin before. So what actually happens is when you have all this added sugar, your body isn't designed to have that much sugar because normally we get our sugar from things like honey or fruit and something like a tangerine or a banana or apple. It just isn't big enough to hold like 39, 50, 75 grams of sugar, okay, mm. which is in some of these things we've listed. So what happens is all that sugar goes into your bloodstream and then we need insulin to transport that sugar into our muscles, into our cells. So the pancreas releases the insulin, but it can only release so much insulin to allow the sugar to go into your system. So eventually the pancreas just, it's just getting overworked and overworked and overworked. And in the end, it kind of doing, it kind of work anymore. So it produces less insulin. Mm. And that's when diabetes type two sets in. So that's when you see people taking external insulin. It's because the pancreas has just been worked so hard for so long. It cannot produce the insulin anymore. And that's pretty much what it is. It's an overworked pancreas. And then when it can't produce the insulin anymore, all that blood sugar in your system just builds up and builds up and builds up. And then people go hyperglycemic. Then you need external insulin. And it's, it's almost like a, it's like a mathematical equation, really. 
Like there's there's what there's too much of one thing going in one end, and then at the other end, the systems just give up. <laughs> it yeah, kind of, kind of caught yeah. anymore, and, that, and, and that's get, pretty much um, all it is. As you get older as well, you become insulin resistant. So, um, especially menopausal women, this happens too. This is why mm. women start to put belly fat on, and men as well. Um, it's because that the insulin gets released, but the cells don't respond to it as well. So the body has to release more, yeah. so more and more insulin. You're piling on the sugar, and then more and more insulin, and your body's not responding. And then the sugars get stuck in the extremities, don't they? And yeah backs of your eyes that's why they always test feet it's a vascular feet, feet eyes and heart isn't it i think for yeah. diabetes yeah oh it's a it can all be avoided though thing. but it's like, like we said it can be avoided with a healthy diet but it's tricky because from a young age we told we get rewarded with sugar and mm. it is so addictive like you always joke on to me about how i can just eliminate things from my life like i'm really good yeah. at just just like just if I know if it's bad for me just cut it out yeah, like you you're good at that it's I can just like, eliminate but it's no longer serving you're like yeah. um the terminator <laughs> yeah but <laughs> there's like an exception to the rule because sugar is the one thing which I always struggle with it's like it's my kryptonite I've done like months and months and months where I've just eliminated it and then it takes just one lapse and then it's back like, it, it never goes it. yeah it's like it's I find it really really challenging like and it's because it's addictive it, like I've I suffer withdrawals all the classic like addictive things people probably have experienced this as well you find yourself thinking about it making excuses for a reason why you should have it um, then the, yeah, the, 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 yeah the signs of withdrawal yeah it's just it's not gonna it's so hard and like you say it's it's been linked strongly with like as strong as cocaine in some instances and yeah, so a lot of people might be think might people might be feeling guilty now for having too much sugar, but <laughs> to some degree, it's like it's your your physiology is telling you to have it. You it's are really addicted, hard not to have ad- too addicted, much sugar. Addicted to it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like when I was pregnant, I got gestational diabetes twice, and the first time I controlled it with diet, but the second time they um they lowered the threshold, so I was more diabetic. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And um, so I had to inject insulin. And I was testing, I had to test my blood sugars all the time. And it's really interesting how like you start to learn what sends your blood sugars up. Right, things okay. like coffee that you probably don't won't even think about, like that mm. sends your blood sugars up. Uh, and it's, it's just like you, you get so used to the stuff. It's really interesting. I, I really enjoyed it as an experiment. I wouldn't recommend it as an experiment. Yeah, like having um, that feedback from what's yeah. actually going on. Yeah. And I had to inject insulin. So I have actually spent six months of my life injecting insulin. And is that because you were going hyperglycemic? Could you feel yourself when it was happening or was it just like a routine you had um, to take it? Well, it's really hard when you're pregnant because you, your body acts differently anyway. So I was mm. just thinking it was just a natural state of pregnancy, being really tired, um, uh, get yeah. really tired. Um, I never really went too high or too low. I was kind of like midline all the time, mm. but it was just that little bit, high that the doctors wouldn't let us like when you're pregnant they're really careful with you yeah so probably under normal circumstances i wouldn't have been diabetic but it's that extra when you're pregnant you get a load of extra pressure put on your body so all these things come up um yeah really interesting the day that like both of my babies i got gestational diabetes and within an hour of them being born the, the diabetes doctor comes around and tests you and the baby and it had gone within what it an was, hour yeah 
God. It's really weird because they test, obviously, they think the baby's got your blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, he wasn't diabetic. Neither of them were diabetic. And then mine had gone as well. So it's just the extra pressure being put on your body. God, yeah. It's, um, you must have gave birth to diabetes as well. <laughs> I, just, out. <laughs> I birthed it out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, be gone. So I was talking to the doctor. I was like, how how, how can I not be diabetic anymore? Like once I've been doing this for so long. He's like, well, you probably, as you get older, you're more like predisposition to get it again. Mm. But touch wood, it's never come back. I get tested regularly for it and uh, it's never yeah back so he said like you can keep it under control with you keeping your weight at the right level and of course um, yeah and do an exercise but like i'm more destined to get it but um yeah it's really interesting but yeah so like diabetes is often gets obviously gestational diabetes is different um but the the type 2 diabetes which is like lifestyle related that's the, the the main one which gets kind of linked to diet and exercise and things but obesity, uh, metabolic syndrome, cancer, heart disease, fatty liver disease, high blood pressure, high blood pressure, um, and tooth decay. We during our studies with the Czech Institute, we read about Western Air Price. Mm. It was back in the early 1900s, late 1800s, went and studied indigenous tribes. He was a dentist, and he found out within just one generation where indigenous tribes had moved from their tribal diet to move into like a Western diet. Their teeth were just they were just gone. There were there was decay. The, the the jaw was crowded. The mouth was too small. This was just off eating um, a Western diet, which is so high in sugar compared to most tribal diets. Um, it was just killing the jawline, the teeth. That was it. Yeah. Only took one generation, and he's got photographic evidence of it. Just between bizarre, like one child it? and another child, yeah. And when you think your digestive process starts with your mouth, mm. and that's your microbiome. If you've got a lot of um cavities and abscesses and all that it affects your microbiome essentially doesn't it like then you're swallowing those into your into your gut that knocks your gut off so you haven't got a chance from the start really no and but it's it's a weird paradox because you hear all these things you you know your bad diet and all the sugar is wrecking your teeth you're putting weight on um when you try and withdraw you're becoming irritable and getting brain fog like, you know, all these things are bad, but yet you still go back to it because it's so addictive because that <laughs> yeah. short term and like we should talk about what's going on when you eat it because you get a yeah. rush of dopamine and endorphins yeah. and it makes you feel really good. The moment before you eat that chocolate, you feel really good and you get this high and there's no doubt that it feels really good. It's like people yeah. who obviously, if you're taking bloody cocaine in that instance, when you're taking the drug, you feel, <laughs> feel really good. You feel really good, yeah. yeah. But the short-term high, it, it doesn't outweigh the, the long-term discomfort and negative health effects. But we, we got, we've all had that feeling well as well of, like, after you eat the chocolate, you're like, why the hell did I eat that? I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. The very next day, you go and do the same thing. Exactly. So it is difficult, isn't it? So how can, we, how can people avoid extra sugar? Well, but I think, first of all, even just realizing that extra added sugar is a thing is really good. It's important. Listen to things like this podcast, read labels on food. Um, yeah, learn and, to read your labels. Yeah, and find out where it is, how much you should be having, where your threshold is. Um, 
and like pre-plan stuff don't just go on impulse because when you go on impulse it's normally bad <laughs> with food isn't yeah. it yeah things like avoid things like canned pre-made soups yeah, and yeah. um pro- like processed foods like sauces pasta sauces just make your own they're so easy to make and mm. they don't and you can make them in bulk and freeze them and so yeah. that you can use them again um yes it's it, it's you know minimize drinks like things like liquid coke, calories is a bad liquid idea calories general, yeah, yeah. pre-made smoothies and high in sugar um try and eat the whole fruit rather than bash it up and eat 50 fruits in one small glass because then that's just upping the sugar we juice down things like ketchup barbecue sauces yeah it's scary isn't it yeah you could probably make your own um stop adding sugar to things like tea and coffee do you have sugar in your coffee no are you tea i I don't like it no i I used to have it in tea but now i don't really drink tea anymore so and if i if i add sugar to coffee it just ruins the taste so i don't add sugar to anything um, and yeah, alcohol as well. Should yeah, I mention alcohol? One. That's um, fermented fruit, essentially, is wine. So it's sugar. That's the simplest of sugars, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's quite a a biggie. Any like high starch stuff that gets converted to glucose, so like like the jacket potato. I mean, there are some vitamins and fibers and things around in jacket potatoes, but things white pasta white rice white rice contains a lot of sugar yeah and these like whole foods at least they do contain some vitamins and nutrients but if you just if you're eating that as the bulk of your meal your your carbohydrate i.e your simple sugar intake is going to be really high yeah um so say if you're having pasta with some like some pasta sauce on <laughs> and the sugar is so high and like we've said in the past like not to generalize too much but most people eat too many carbohydrates and not enough fat and protein Mm. So if you can switch your diet around to a higher fat, higher protein diet and cut down on the carbohydrates, um, that's probably going to be a good idea. Um, so you could imagine like someone drink, eating like pasta, like this would just be an easy tea to have, like pasta and a sauce with a glass of wine <laughs> and then try and go to sleep with all those calories like burning through your blood because that's energy that wants to be expended all stored yeah. and you're just going right i'll just go off to bed now your body's going wow we're ready to go yeah like you made a good analogy before we came on air it's like it's like there's a fire burning imagine that as your metabolism and all these added sugars like um sugar in chocolate and biscuits and um pasta sauces and stuff like the sugar cane or sugar beets that really simple sugar it's like chucking petrol on that fire it creates a massive explosion but it doesn't do the fire any good for the long term. Yeah, and then the fire just burns. Yeah, that's down, what the sugar's like. But chucking like a slow burning log on the fire in terms of like a, a steak, like fat and protein, that's going to burn longer, but slower. And that's that's how the body releases energy. So mm-hmm. that's a kind of a good analogy for people to think of. And there is actually like a bit of an old wives tale of like saying don't eat carbs before, like after six or whatever it is before bed, but it probably comes from a good place in terms of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you spoke about like, how do you get off sugar or... Yeah, um, energy drinks, avoid. Water is just as good as anything. Yeah. So so like awareness is the first step. So we say just try and be aware of what, what's in your foods. Um, then try and bridge the gap. Like you said, it's hard to go cold turkey because you can have some pretty bad withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Um, so bridge the gap. First of all, just eat less of the bad things that you're eating. If you're having four litres of Coke a day, you know, 
just bring the levels down over time. Drop it go, down to three. Go to three to two to one to, to yeah. zero. Yeah. And then if it's things like chocolate, then just eat better quality. So eat less of it, first of all. But then you can get things like organic dark chocolate. Like, you know, just bring the, try and increase the quality. So at least you might be getting some nutrients if you're going from milk chocolate to dark chocolate. And then, and then try and switch to things like fruit. So bridge that gap, take little steps. So then you, you might be going from eating just shit cheap chocolate and then eat less of it, then dark chocolate then less of the dark chocolate and then go to fruit. So at least you're getting some nutrients. So you haven't eliminated the sugar. You've just you've decreased the quantity and increased the quality. Um, that's probably a good way to do it. Yeah. If you're, if you're a beast, you can go cold turkey, but <laughs> yeah. your friends and family won't like you for the two weeks. Struggling. <laughs> yeah. Good, good points there. Yeah. So it's, just it's just unreal i mean like i mean me and you are pretty savvy with all this stuff but the amount of sugar that's in things is just yeah it's, it, it shocked me again and i remember i knew all this but it, it was like, yeah oh my god you, yes when you when you go online and you can watch videos or look at look at photographs and when it shows you the visual representation of actually how many teaspoons or cubes of sugar are in these like fizzy drinks and lattes and stuff it's it's almost unbelievable when you see like a can of coke it's almost halfway up the can there's just pure sugar yeah it's just pure sugar isn't yeah it? and it's and like you say if if someone told you to just eat that sugar on its own you, you wouldn't do it you wouldn't dream of it because you know how bad it is but because it's disguised in a nice can and good advertising and it tastes <laughs> nice because it's mixed with something else then we do it every day and then you then you're addicted and that and it's really hard to get off yeah yeah so anyway i hope you found all that helpful and um, do some research and just see for yourself and um, just be aware. Awareness is mm. the key for this. Um, yeah. Particularly the hidden, the hidden sugars. We all know Coke and chocolate are bad for us. <laughs> I think we know yeah, that, don't we? I think we know but that. Some of the hidden stuff is, it, it can be tricky and, and probably quite shocking to some people. Me and me, I was shocked at some of the stats you were saying there, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, there was yeah. one I forgot to mention as well. In 2020... UK consumed three million tons of sugar. Oh wow, three million tons! So, like, imagine if you just had a, a giant heap of sugar, <laughs> it would probably be like the fucking size of the Eiffel Tower or something. God. Yeah. It's it's weird that it's just infiltrated into everything, isn't it? You know, like when you yeah. think how it came about. Like, where did it, it came from? South America, didn't it? Like, it was brought over. Yeah, so it's grown in the UK now as well. Yeah. So, um, so all it is, it's a sugar cane or a sugar beet. It's just a plant. And then through photosynthesis in the leaves, there's like a um, like a, a sugary, starchy uh, like juice created, and that's kept in the stalk. Then they take the leaves and they, I don't know, they, they give them the cattle or something. It gets reused. And the stalks are then sent to a factory. Um, they're broken down, cleaned, filtered, and then the the fruity juice in the stalk is just crystallized, and that's all the sugar is. Mm, it's just made on a mass scale. I mean, the UK in like you say in the UK in twenty twenty three million tons. The UK is a mm. tiny island in relation to the size of the world. Yeah. Imagine what it's like in the United States and things like that. That probably cover the whole of the UK. We'll probably drown in a sea of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think it's it's hard to like imagine what three million tons is. An average car weighs like two tons. So right. wow. <laughs> 1.5 million Ford Fiestas <laughs> worth, <laughs> worth of sugar. It's crazy, That's, isn't it? Yeah. 
totally crazy. But yeah, and today, Dan, I was telling you this offline, I'm going to put it online, is my six months of alcohol free. Whoop, whoop, well done. That is actually a big achievement. Woo, I'm going to go for really another six yeah. months, I think. Are you going to go for the whole 365? I'm going to go for the whole 365. I'm doing a you, Dan. So you inspired us, because Dan's so good at doing this, like just going, right, I don't, I'm not going to do that anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't <laughs> exist. Alcohol does not exist in my life anymore. Yeah. So what's your what's your actually. what's your biggest takeaways from it then? Biggest takeaways, um, like once you get over the cravings, and this is for everything, I guess. Like it only takes a week, and then you just um, you don't need it anymore. You just mm. don't feel. I think it's more of a habit um, to yeah. have a drink. Definitely more of a habit. And once you get out of the habit, then or replace that habit with, as what's his face from Atomic Habits would say, replace the habit with something else. Like just even if you have like a, a like in a wine glass, just have water. That's what I've been doing. So I'm still drinking. I've still got the physical thing, yeah, the glass yeah. with some with the liquid in. It's just water. Yeah, people. Well, that's not really a really good analogy, but people stop. The last few years, stop smoking cigarettes and they vape yeah, instead. And the vape, but, uh, but vaping's pretty bad as well. Yeah. <laughs> as well so that's just replacing one yeah. thing with something else. Yeah. But if you're replacing alcohol with water, that's not such a bad thing. Yeah. But it's it's the mechanics of it, isn't it? That having the, a drink, the physical design. act of doing yes. yeah. Um, the things I've learned in terms of my, like I'm, I would love to say I feel like revitalized, <laughs> but I can't see that big a difference is that i would say like yeah. physically but i guess i was physically pretty okay anyway so it wasn't like i had a big hill to climb with that um i feel freer it's really weird it's like you think these things set you free you think that oh i need to have alcohol to be able to socialize or something and it's it's not true you feel freer when you're not thinking about because there's Something. no choice to have. The choice is already yeah. made for you, yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. It's uh, You think these things set you free, but actually they keep you enslaved into the system. Mm. I heard an interesting conversation. I think it might be another podcast, and someone had said um, they, they'd, they'd stopped drinking, but they found it weird because, first of all, they just started when they went to, like, social occasions and they weren't. They didn't obviously have an alcoholic drink. And they were saying to people, oh, I don't drink. And they, they were getting like a negative reaction from people saying, oh, I don't drink. Yeah. And then when they, he started saying, oh, I, I gave up drinking. Uh-huh. And he was getting like a positive reaction because people had kind of aspired to be like, oh, I wish I could. I wish I could yeah, stop. When he said I'd, I I'd gave up drinking, then he, he got a more positive response. Obviously, yeah. I can't speak on that because I've never done it. But it's weird that even just the words we use, people look at you and feel different about you if you say oh I don't drink then people might say oh you're boring but then if you say oh, oh I stopped uh-huh. drinking I gave up drinking then they're like oh well done <laughs> yeah, weird, I didn't it? think I could last this long and I didn't yeah. do it for that purpose I only did it for a month really to support my cousin actually and she ended up re-drinking on day five I think <laughs> <tell us. laughs> yeah. and um so she only lasted five days and I just thought I'll just keep going with it and so I haven't really put any pressure on myself to say like that's like I don't drink anymore. I haven't got that in my head. I've just got yeah. it in my head that I'm choosing not to right now, which is like a different mentality to like you say. It's a different mentality, isn't it? To I've give up drink. It's just I'm not drinking right now. But yeah. 
whether that lasts for a lifetime I don't know but I honestly don't feel the need to drink it now and anyone says like oh do you want to go out for a drink I'm just saying yeah yeah but it's like stepping into your power as well about it around it like mm. at first I was like oh like when I was going out I was thinking oh what do I say now I just come out with it and just say oh, I'll just I'll just have a soft drink or water because I don't really like soft drinks either <laughs> so it's really hard isn't it because like yeah. you go out and you drink water uh, now, a... like at first I was just like oh I'm really kind of like not embarrassed about it but like oh conscious of it but now I just don't give a shit <laughs> yeah that's probably one of the changes you see like in- initially yeah. Yeah, it's like a social awkwardness uh-huh. nah, it is good, a social yeah. awkwardness because there is an expectation that you'll drink oh there absolutely is but yeah it's like we've, we've said society there is things ingrained in society isn't there yeah like, like we've spoken about sugar that is ingrained in society at the, at the end of your meal you have something sweet yeah like who, who yeah. invented that who invented yeah, alcohol exactly. to to socialize it's in, in yeah. other cultures it's probably not like that so i just think now i just i just say it and just like people just accept that <laughs> yeah no, i think it's a good achievement because you up until that point, you'd probably been drinking for what thirty years, something like that. Yeah, oh god, years, and it wasn't like it was. It, what I wasn't an alcoholic or anything, but it was like I like I like drinking. I, <laughs> I liked it. I liked oh, the yeah. taste of it. In, and you, you, you can control it, though. So it's... yeah, and it wasn't like it was in control of me or anything, but it was just one of those things that I knew wasn't serving me well, and yeah. it wasn't like I drank a lot. So this is what I would drink, maybe a couple of glasses on a Friday night maybe a couple of glasses like literally two glasses of wine on a Friday night two glasses of wine on a Saturday maybe one glass of wine on a Sunday so Mm. that would be it but that was worked out about a bottle of wine a week yeah which if you look at what you recommended daily or weekly alcoholic intake is that would probably be too high and Yeah, yeah I didn't think that was a lot but actually it probably was it's because it seems like a small amount in that instance, but yeah, over a year, like you said, like we said earlier about the sugar, if you got those, if it was a bottle of wine a week and then you lined up 52 bottles in front of you. Yeah, exactly. You would never dream that you would have that much. Yeah, but in I a year, that's what calories. you have. Yeah. Have I told you that? This, I think yeah, we worked, we worked it out the other week on the podcast, yeah. didn't we? So that's like a pound of fat. I think it was almost a stone or it was more than a stone. Yeah, so by the end of the year, I'm expecting to be ripped. but yeah I don't even feel like the need in fact thinking about it now like to go out and have a drink it feels a bit weird like a bit alien to me like why would I go and do that to myself like I I can still go out and see my friends but why would I drink (laughs) so there you go listeners we we have to all give up drink we have to all give up sugar (laughs) we're going to bed on time be just drinking water that's it exercise that like it. Week. <laughs> it just sounds it does not sound like something that i would ever have thought that i would say you've transcended it doesn't sound like me level. i don't know who i've become dan <laughs> who are you and what have you done with you <laughs> yes exactly but that's how i feel like i just feel like i don't want it <laughs> no good for you at the six month is an achievement to some people that might seem trivial but i can like attest that's six months of giving up something which you've done for so long and yeah and makes you feel really good in the short term is it yeah. really difficult isn't it i'm i'm taking a leaf out of your book for that dan for teaching yeah, yeah, the down way <laughs> so there we go listeners we challenge you to give up 
something which you know isn't serving you. It might be sugar, it might be alcohol, it might be cigarettes, it might be something yeah. weird which we don't know about, but if it's not serving you... <laughs> Tell us if it is something weird that we, oh, yeah. we don't That'd know about, we want to know. But yeah, I think definitely, I'm not saying everybody should do it, but definitely think about your relationship with alcohol. Yeah, and sugar. sugar. Remember this is the sugar episode? <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, but alcohol and sugar are kind of yeah. combined, aren't they? So yeah. all sugar, all tobacco. Just think about your relationship with it. Is it a crux for your stress? And if so, what's the root? Yeah. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Questions. We've gone deep. Yeah, yeah, deep. Do you own it or does it own you? Exactly. Are you the master or the servant? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> right. There. Then we're going to end now. Um, thank you for listening and listening to our ramblings, especially about mine, about alcohol. If you haven't switched off, in disgust at this thought um dan we have got a breathwork session coming up at your place of work not we i mean me <laughs> so i've had to have double booked i'm so sorry and dan was meant to come and now he's double booked yeah i'll actually maybe weird i'll be on top of the highest mountain in the uk at the time you'll be doing your breathwork so i might like maharishi effect i might to... feel the vibe from the top of the top of the country yeah, well, you'll have to just send out some vibes from the top of the mountain and it might exactly. send it out to the world. There'll be, no, be no interference. There'll be no skyscrapers in the way or anything. Yeah, yeah, we'll send you some vibes. So, um, yeah, so it's the 18th of June and it's at Coxhall, Active Life Coxhall, which is Dan's place of work, but he won't be there now. But we'd still like you to be there. I was going to get a big cardboard cut out. <laughs> yeah, it's not one there know. already, if you like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or like a projector or something. I'll set the projector up and we'll just have it yeah. in the a wall. A hologram. Can, can you get everyone to wear Dan masks? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be doing a breathwork session. It's from one till three o'clock. We'd love you to come. It's only a fiver to join just to cover the costs. Me and Don are doing it for charity as well. And any donations that you could make to the charity would be awesome too. But we'd just love you to come along. If you haven't tried breathwork and you're just curious, if you're breathwork curious, this is a good opportunity to give it a go so the 18th of june saturday one till three and book on my website or message me and i'll book you in. yeah so you're going to get a taste of what breath works like it's never been more popular than what it is now and it's for a good cause as well so yeah give it a go yeah indeed and thanks for listening we are on spotify itunes ask alexa audible the Supernatural Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you soon, everyone.